Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Judd's Hockey Show, Zolgad, Declan, Goff. It is a one-timer, which means we will be brief. We will, this is dump and chase. We'll pursue the puck. Oh, God, I love dump and chase. We'll get it back out front. We'll score a goal. We'll, we'll be done. Uh, do you want to start with more reckless trade speculation? Declan? Of course. That's what we do here on Judd's Hockey Show. We're the influencer on multiple podcasts and other hockey shows, so we may as well just so keep you, that going. So you tell me. That's so, very interesting. So let's uh, let's start with these little Patrick of questions that we foregoed after I floored you with the Zach Parise take, which you can find in the last that episode got a lot of, reaction, didn't it? of Judd's Hockey Show. It really did. Really came out strong there was, with that. There was team reporters locally that were listening to that. There was other reporters you that were You should recap him. that briefly. So you. So my question to you was... Um, who do you expect not to be back with the Wild next season? And I gave, you know. Like, the, who's playing in their final yeah. 32 games starting Saturday against Boston? And, you know, I, I said Brodeen uh-huh. and, you know, maybe a Victor Rask and a Foligno. But my my hot, spicy one was Zach Parise will be playing his final season in Minnesota. Oh, boy. And, uh, a lot of and and that, that that was a lot of reaction. It was reckless. It was very reckless speculation. All right. So, hat trick of questions. We didn't do it on Tuesday. We're going to do it here on Friday as we record. All right. So, first one. Tell me why you would trade Matt Dumba at the trade deadline. You have to tell me why. Okay. You um, have to. Yeah. No, that's fine. I would trade Matt Dumba as the February 24th deadline approaches because Matt Dumba, yes, he's had a disappointing season, but he's still a potentially high-scoring, under-contract, right-shot defenseman who um, who still could get me, I think, if I am a smart GM, and I'm going to assume Bill Guerin is, a lot in return. A team like Carolina lost Dougie Hamilton. They needed a guy like that. Right, right shot defensemen are hard to find. Guys with howitzers like Dumba are hard to find. Yes, defensively he can have some problems, but eventually you got to think he's going to snap out of a season-long offensive funk. Yeah. I would trade him because the return would be so great. So I would do it because... I actually think his value is maybe a little higher than we think it is. I, I think, you know, we know that he's having potentially a career-worst season, but clearly teams are asking about him. I mean, Elliot Freeman has 31 thoughts that Toronto is definitely still checking in on the availability of Matt Dumba. So I, the, the fact that a team like Toronto and others are, are still trying to kick the tires on the idea of, of wanting to acquire him, and I think also the terms of his deal uh, make a big difference in that as well. So... I think actually you can get something for him. Um, you know, I know someone's like kicked around the idea of William Nylander or Nylander or something, but I, I think you actually can get something that is significant uh, for Matt Dumba. So I don't want to, but right. I trade him. You, you're a little choked up, and it's okay. I completely understand no, that you're a little choked up. The best of me. I was waiting for this to happen. Okay, all right. Number number two. Tell me why you wouldn't trade at the deadline. Trade uh, Matt Dumba at the deadline or this summer. 
Why wouldn't? Yeah. The value's too low. Right. I mean, his value has plummeted. This kid's going to come back. I don't want to trade him because, one, he could come back and be really good. Two, he's hard to find. And three, if I trade him now, I think his value, it's going to get me something. Right. Not near what I could get, though. So, to me, question two, much simpler to answer than question one. Absolutely. And I think uh, you definitely would like to hold on to him because you can definitely maximize his value. In these next 32 games, you're probably going to be able to tell a lot of where he is heading um, if he can get his season back on track to the player he was, not even last year when he was on a, a great surplus of goals, but even two seasons ago. I mean, the guy was a 50-point guy, and this right. was a defenseman that brings a lot of offense and drives possession, and, and yes, his defensive liabilities and shortcomings can be magnified sometimes, but the guy's still shooting the puck. It's not like he's not trying. Him. Yeah, and I don't, like, I don't, I don't want and to. you don't want to. I gave you why I would because you forced me to. Right, but I that's why that. I forced you to answer yeah. the question. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a... It's a complicated nature, but I think the fact teams are checking in on him tells me that people believe that he can still be that dynamic defenseman. Yeah, and I like Brodeen a lot, and me I too. think he's really solid. But I know who he is exactly. Yep. Dumbo right now, if I'm selling on him, who's to say that in three years I'm not sitting him becoming sort of the next Brett Burns? And, and, and I know Burns contractually, that became a problem. But you still can't tell me that you didn't watch Brett Burns thrive in San Jose and think to yourself, damn, be nice to see that at the X. Yeah. All right. So I also uh, transitioned from an old friend of ours on the wild who is turning things around a little bit. Mikhail Granlin, four goals in his last seven games. Did you watch the last two games? I did not. Okay. The last two games. I do not watch Predators hockey. Okay. I just uh, picked them to finish last in the division. Back-to-back nights. So this is Wednesday, Thursday. They were on NBCSN. He's been fantastic. This is so Gramland. This is so him. This is so wild, right? And the coaching change, too, right? I, right, I but I mean, it's so either. like, oh, I'm being shopped? Maybe I should work my ass off now. <laughs> well, hey, dude, why didn't you work your ass off all season long? Seriously, the last two games I've seen him, and I've not watched the entire game. Third period, though, against uh, Jersey last night, and they came, they came back and won in a shootout. Third period last night. He's unbelievable. Right. He's unbelievable. It's so wild. It's incredible. Right. It's why I was happy to see him. I. It's why I'm. I love watching him thrive like that. It's why I'm glad he's gone. Yeah. And I was reading even that the coaching change of uh, of of laughing at being being gone in Nashville has has to do with that a little more. And now he's playing in his system and a uh, new system. Yeah, and no, he's no. decided he's going to work exactly. And I've even I've heard some uh, some people, including my brother, the loyal listener of this podcast, that said, you know, what about the idea of Granlin coming back no. to Minnesota? No, no, absolutely not. Why would you want him back? I don't know either. He'll he'll work hard for about two weeks. He's he's a, like, he, he, I want to move on from the passive, well, passive, passive players. We also gave the Coil Granlin Niederreiter group way too big of a pass because there were other factors, right? But let's be honest. They are who they are. Right. And so, no, I mean, Grant, it's funny. I've watched Grandland the last two nights, and I've been like, wow, this is, looks fantastic. Wonder where this has been all season long. Mm-hmm. So, now. All right, 32 games left in the schedule. The Wild are back in play this weekend against the Boston Bruins. Judd, uh, tell me who's someone you're looking to watch that you want to see more of in these uh, 32 games. Who's someone you really want to see? Like Thrive? Yeah, Thrive. Um, or even Fail, I guess. It doesn't matter. Well, I would like to see. I would. I, here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Jordan Greenway thrive. Yeah. And I'd like to see him work his ass off because if he works his ass off, he's going to score goals. And if he works his behind off, he is incredibly effective, even if he doesn't score goals. Um, And I really think his season comes down to periods where he's worked. 
again, very wild-like. Periods where he's worked and periods where he hasn't worked. And when he works, sometimes he gets on the score sheet, but he makes a difference consistently. You know, I'll go back to that run of games that he had on the West Coast that I think started in San Jose, right, where the Wild actually got waxed and almost rallied. But Jordan Greenway worked his butt off in that game, Declan, and he looked fantastic. And then we had, like, what, a two-week period? where he just continued to do that. And you're like, this is good. This is fantastic. And then he went through the, and slightly in his defense, he did, I think, suffer a concussion, which probably slowed him down. But nonetheless, he is, I just don't want to see him become Charlie Coyle. I agree. And How about you? I, I would, well, I would like to continue to see Luke Cunning put up uh, another strong season. I think he had a quiet, really successful year, so I want to see if he can keep that going for, for the I next think 32 can, games. You? Yeah, I do. I think he's got 12 goals. I want to see him to get 20. Um, I think that'd be a big step forward for him. And and Bruce said, I believe, um, in the game before the break that he really feels like his legs are underneath him for the first time since that ACL tear that he had two seasons ago. And now you're starting to see him work a little harder. We know his mentality's always been there, and he's had captain material, and he has captain experience from from Wisconsin and the juniors team. But I really want to see him step up and... Maybe even uh, let, let's what happens with one of these goalies, you know? Because can one of these goalies get hot? Can Dubnik or Where, Stalock get actually? Hot? Where's your guy? Capo, Capo. Yes. I that's a I great question. I, I don't. Do you really think the two current goaltenders to the long term matter? No, they don't. Not not no. The Wild are facing a dilemma where even if they get Capers off and they make a splash in free agency, their goaltending is gonna what is gonna be what keeps them out of games. Right, unless they find one, unless they find uh, either from the outside or Capo is the guy. And I just, that's why I want to see him play. I want to see him brought up and spotted in and played because I just, it feels like what they're doing in goal right now is spinning their wheels as hard as you possibly can. Uh, So I would really like to see, if there's one thing that I would like to see management change, I'd really like to see them get another goaltender, some, some playing time so that we can, going into training camp, have a really good idea of what is what there. Because I can't believe that Dubnik and Stalock are coming back. Both of them, I should say. One is coming back. But I can't believe that both of them are going to come back in uh, September and that, oh, man, we're just going to go forward with those two. Exactly. Uh, final thought, five of the next six are at home. How ready are you for the Wild to go on uh, up the roller coaster to get our hopes back up? Okay, here? Boston actually plays tonight against the Jets in Winnipeg. Okay. We're recording this on Friday, and then they play on Saturday back-to-back, so that's going to be hard for them. Uh, so the Wild should have a chance to beat Boston there. They get the Blackhawks on Tuesday. They can beat the Blackhawks. Blackhawks yes. have played better, but they can beat them. They get the Canucks on Thursday, and then the Sharks, right? Uh, the Canucks on, on Thursday, and then in Dallas Friday. Oh, in Dallas so Friday, back to back. And then do and they road. go? And then do they go? When do they have a Saturday game? Then they have a Saturday off. Okay, they're home Sunday against Colorado. That's what it is. Okay, so three games in four days. Okay, so I think that they can win. Well, and, and they've got us. And here's here's their thing: they got to start winning games, especially against Western Conference teams. Outright, yeah. no more. Hey, I get a point, you get two. You get two, I get one. They've got to start getting two points. They've got to start getting regulation wins. But to your point about this, this schedule, yeah, Boston's tough, but back to back, the this next coming week sets up as a very good time to get some substantial points. Absolutely, and, and Dallas is a weird team. I don't get Dallas. I, they're up, they're down. They fire their coach because he's got problems. They're a weird team. You know, I I picked them to be to win the central if everything goes right. But once again, they're proving to me the same problems they've always had. They don't have the defense. They don't have the goaltending. They have top end talent. 
Some of them, even like Pavelski, isn't performing to maybe what no, he thought he would he's be. No, pro- he's been a problem. And Corey Perry is now turning a, his career upside down, I think, into a, to a terrible person. Well, he was, he was let go by the Ducks for a reason. Yeah. The Pavelski signing is, is the one that's, that's backf- disappointing. It's backfiring big time because yeah. they thought he, he'd be great. Right. And so, yeah, Dallas is a weird team. Nashville, which right now, which I think they got, what, four points? I think they've won back-to-back games. So they've now um, jumped a while, but they're not ahead of them by a lot. Nashville's a very weird team. The division's strong for the most part, but it is weird. Yeah, it is. And and the Jets, of course, the Jets have problems too. We don't know if Dustin Bufflin's ever coming back. Yeah. They still don't know. And if the Jets can go out and get a defenseman at the deadline and get some salary cap relief from Bufflin, the Jets could make themselves really good pretty quickly. But the question becomes, is the league going to allow that? Is Bufflin going to try and come back? Bufflin has... 100% screw the Winnipeg. Jets. Honestly, Winnipeg, I think, is probably in the most peculiar position uh, in this trade deadline because I they, they need defense, but they're also not performing, and they have so much talent, top six up top, they might have to shed one of those guys yeah. to bring an extra blue line. So it, it's very going to be interesting as we uh, get to the trade deadline. Here. All right, I apologize for my voice. I'm battling an illness, <laughs> but this one-timer is done. I'm Judd. He's Declan. Pass, shoot, score.